Hello everyone, this is Ryan with Product Hunt Radio. This is episode number nine. I'm here with Misha and Carmel. What's up guys? Not much. Nice. <laughs> we are sitting here, this is actually the first time we've had alcohol with us. We have a giant bottle of Maker's Mark, which is my parents' favorite actually. We are choosing the mic right yes. now. Yes. You're probably just <laughs> killing people with, with headphones on right now. They can handle it. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, so, what's up? Want to introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, so this is a great thing about being on the radio is that we are trading awkward glances to each other, trying to cue one another to go first. But you can't see that, listener. You think that this is all slick. We're we're also huddled over a mic. We it's... are like uncomfortably close. Picture '60s era Beatles, just you know, <laughs> we're crush, basically crushing in for the harmonies. Um, yeah, we're about an inch away from each other's lips right now. Okay, <laughs> maybe not that close. But... <laughs> All right, so my name is Misha, uh, and I'm the founder of Tradecraft, and I also love radio and podcasts, podcasts of all varieties, not just technology podcasts, but also uh, history podcasts, like Hardcore History, which I, that's my first pitch. Hardcore History? I'm already pitching Hardcore (laughs) History with Dan Carlin. It's amazing. Um, Check it out. Nice. You're the first person I've ever met who said history podcast is something you love. I don't buy it. <laughs> I think you're faking I it. You're just throwing out products because you okay. didn't do your research. Uh, <laughs> Carmel, either on this show or after the show, we will talk about Greek history, Roman history, World War One, World I'll, War Two. Anything? I'll pass. I'll pass. As much as I love your company, <laughs> um, I'm Carmel. I write for Pando Daily. Um, my favorite color is blue. Mm. And this is my first ever podcast. So apparently I have to talk loud. First ever of all time? I think ever. Ever in your life? I don't think I've ever done a podcast. I was on wow. television a lot, but I've never done radio. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Well, We've got say- a TV face. <laughs> My professor in journalism <laughs> school was like, you have a face for radio. Oh. She was just kind of a mean person. So. That's, that's rude. Yeah. Cool. Well, so for those that have listened to the podcast before, we just you know, come on here. This is the first time again with alcohol, which is great. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. But we just talk about products. So Misha, I know that when we chatted before, you're like, oh, I'm not like plugged in or like playing with the new products. Like look at my home screen. It's like default apps. But there's one app that you want to tell me about. That's it has yeah. to do with it's Twister or something, podcast. right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. So first of all, that is a great product, and I won't have you defame it on radio. Uh, Second of all, yes, so about two minutes before we switched the microphone on, Ryan told me, or told us, like, get your product, you know, notepads out for the things that you've prepared for this podcast, which is not how... He told me in advance, so I think maybe you just got the short end of the stick. Yeah. So Check your text not history. saying okay. I, I might be the favorite. Okay. <laughs> so I will uh, I will revisit with Ryan. I wouldn't know. It could be coming on Snapchat. It could be coming on Context. It could be coming on a variety of other you know social communication tools. And uh, half of them are ephemeral, so there's no yeah. history. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I do consider myself a funny member of the community. I am user number fifty one. Uh, which yeah, what, is, what? is pretty impressive. Product hunt. Is founding like the first 100, or where do we cap that? I feel like. I think I yeah, I, five I, is... I think sub. I think sub 100 <laughs> is a, is an important member of the community. I'm more of a voyeur um, <laughs> than a than a poster. The problem is is that up until a week or two ago, before Algolia, there was no search function on Product Hunt, 
which meant that you basically had to go in blind when you posted products. And it was kind of like going to a record store and talking with like the cool guy at the counter and being like, oh man, do you have that new Shins record? And he'd be like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, in like 12 inch vinyl. And, and that's kind of how the Product Hunt community was for me. Like I'm cool enough to know that Product Hunt exists <laughs> And to be an early user, but I'm not cool enough to come up with products that other people haven't heard of yet. So I posted products four times to Product Hunt. Each time, Ryan sent me a really sheepish note, like the next day, and be like, sorry, buddy, I pulled your product from Product Hunt because somebody had already posted about that like two weeks ago, a little late before. We got it fixed now. So the dupe check goes yeah. back and, well, it's covered. Yeah. You're good now. You're so, safe. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I do want to talk about a couple apps. One is very frivolous, uh, and one is like my favorite app. Um, my favorite product at the moment. Um, so the frivolous one uh, is an app called Twister. I finally got it into Product Hunt. So it's really awkward, but I think you have an ant on your eye. <laughs> <laughs> I just was watching it like crawl around. There's no good place to kind of interrupt and mention it. Is it, it. is it still there? I think you got it, unless it, it may have crawled okay. into your eyeball, in which case. That's all right. <laughs> this is more drama. This is, good thing it's radio. Yeah. yeah no good, one knows good, that no there's an anti-eye. Good thing it's radio. How did I not feel that? <laughs> it was really small. Like, I thought it was part of your eyelash. Misha has really nice eyelashes for anyone who's never met him. They're very thick. You wouldn't necessarily see an anti in them. Um, <laughs> this has completely thrown me off my game. But yeah, we have this, to- this is an amazing time to transition to this app because Ryan is going to use one of his favorite apps, Mindy, to capture this yeah. app. Oh, am I doing that? Is that happening? Yeah, this is... So one of the problems with uh, radio is that it is an old medium. And you can only hear people, you can't see people. Um, this is just educating your community. And so I have this app called Twister. Uh, again, this is a completely frivolous app, but it is one of the best bar like bar trick apps that I've seen in a long time. It kind of reminds me of Bump. Yes. Uh, this is called Twister, and it only works for an iPhone 5 or an iPhone 5S. So you're probably going to vibrate the mic like crazy, but mm. that's fine. Okay. Well, just know when this starts getting really unpleasant to listen to <laughs> that really cool things are happening that you can't see. <laughs> it's terrifying. Also, when it hits me, it's going to be right at the level of my chest, so I feel like I should, like, duck out of the Maybe like, oh, it's on Ryan. Okay, I'm good. But does that mean it already hit me? So it's, <laughs> it's immortalized. It's, right now, for those that aren't watching, the iPhone is rotating magically without anybody touching it, sort of. He's <laughs> just sort of helping it. It's, it's I think, an uneven table. Um, oh, this just keeps going. Yeah, so basically this creates a three. It It uses one of the vibrating sensors in the iPhone to spin it around in a 360 degree circle so that you can take a 360 degree video panorama huh. uh, and when it's not on a cheap plastic table that is tilted it <laughs> works and it's kind of ridiculously amazing so did you have you seen the app called bubbly i have not so it, it launched maybe nine months ago it's been out for a little while and it's similar in that so you've seen these different panoramic photo capturing apps this one takes a what's the right word a sphere like a photosphere mm-hmm. and you essentially take photos all around you 360 degrees and then it creates this uh this photo where you can inside the app look around like, and you do that with your virtual. phone 
Yeah, yeah. So I've seen stitches that, together. Like a spherical ball that was yeah. doing an Indiegogo campaign, and you throw it up into the air, and it takes a three hundred sixty degree mm. photo, and you do that. But I didn't know you could do that. I feel like how yeah. would you hit all the spots? It stitches it together somehow, and one of the reasons why I brought it up is similar to that app, but Dropbox actually bought them last week. Oh, it's another one of the many I saw that Dropbox acquisition, but I didn't look into it. Interesting. Yeah. That said, I don't know. It's not an app I would use every day. It takes a lot of work to take a picture of everything around you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I want to move very quickly from the frivolous to the... Uh, Wait, to we're the... already moving on? Yeah, because this is really, like, does not merit. There's, like, a good bar trick. Twister, download it, Twister app, uh, and show your friends at a bar, and they will be amazed. Before and... we move on, quick question. Yeah. What I think is interesting is that it uses the phone's vibrating tool so what's already inside the phone to be able to do the movement which yeah. is the same thing like when you think about front back it uses like mm -hmm. the back in front of a phone to like do something that like yeah it's like not that insane but it's using phone hardware in ways it hasn't been used before yeah and so i've been actually wanting to write a story about that based on front back and this would fit can you guys think of the third product? yes i can okay uh it is azumio's um heartbeat tracker is that your next one uh no it's not <laughs> but it uses <laughs> is that the... one you posted and ryan deleted uh, you know, I don't think I've ever posted it. It's pretty old. Like, so I was in health tech before um, before Tradecraft, and it basically uses the light on the phone um, and your phone's camera, and it looks at the reflectance of the light going into your fingertip, hitting blood, and coming back out. Huh. And by that, it's able to measure your heartbeat. Um, and so it can basically take your pulse, um, which is pretty... That, that, that actually That's is the crazy. last one before... That was after Bump and before this. There was sort of just like a, oh, your phone is doing this crazy thing that I've never seen like a phone do before. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Like a, yeah. Like hacking your hardware mm. phone for even for stuff that's frivolous, hacking like the phone's hardware, I think it's kind of cool. So if you, did you see Marco Polo? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. So I haven't actually played with the app yet, but it's it's an app that you use to find your phone. So when your phone is lost in a seat cushion or you can't find it in your house, you just, you just scream Marco. And it listens and it says polo. Phone says polo. Oh but my God. No. Okay, so here's Mind the thing. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing concept, and uh, and and I saw it on Product Hunt the yesterday. The tagline and I went, makes you want to click. Yeah, and, and people I did. And I went to download <laughs> it, and then the app, the reviews were. It was like two and a half stars, and it was like, yeah. and every one star thing started with like, this was an amazing concept, and I was like, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> and then they went into the details, and it just like it doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work. It like gets triggered off like audiobooks, and it just starts to be yeah. like polo, polo, polo. It makes it oh my god, that does almost make it better. Uh, I feel like that should be in like an episode of Silicon Valley or something. That's amazing. Yeah, it yes. blocks your notification bar with like this big red. Anyways, it's supposed to be horrible. Oh my god. I want to move to life changing. All right, life changing. Um, so. I'm now that pour I've... another drink because life changing gets a little hmm. intense. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's actually it. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk back. It's supposed to it... be lighthearted and fun. Now you're gonna get get serious. No, it's it's Anyone it's not serious. That? I think it's just it's life changing in in a very literal sense. Um, so the next mm -hmm. app I want to talk about is Sprig. Uh, so I fucking I love, love Sprig. Sprig. Which I should not say as a journalist, but I fucking love Sprig. I fucking love Sprig. <laughs> I think so, I've said it in my stories. Yeah, I, I, I've I love it. And so what's really interesting to me about Sprig is it's one of the, like I often, Ryan and I talk a lot and, and we talk about product stuff, but I'm not a maker. Um, I'm definitely like on the business side of the technology world. I care more about business models and, and thinking about the business things than like the Less actual. Less about ephemeral photo. 
Yeah, no, not, not, <laughs> but, I, but I think that the reason why you like that, and I think the reason why some of your guests in the past have liked that is like they're product managers. Um, they really think of like they were in their youth people who played with Legos or who built stuff with their hands, like they're builders. And I'm just yeah. not that for better or worse. And so a lot of the products that are talked about or discussed in Product Hunt, like the ones I gravitate towards are much more productivity based or like that that kind of app and, yep. I, and I actually have like web apps that I love um, like Streak for example that I love and use all the time um, but in terms of like mobile apps so my home screen is really like just the default apps like I check the weather I check maps like mm -hmm. it's very simple stuff but Sprig which is an app that you know for those of you who don't know basically you press a button and five to 15 minutes later is a very delicious healthy healthy meal that's delivered to your door affordably affordably Ish. how much is it now uh it's twelve dollars for dinner and eleven dollars okay. for lunch and that includes tip and delivery hmm. um so it's like a right. little bit more than i would like to spend and in fact some days when i don't order it it's just like a guilt not that that two or three dollars incrementally is going to make that much of a difference in my life but literally just like a guilt about spending that much money on food yeah. um but in terms of what it actually satisfies it is like truly hits a need for me i probably use it two lunches and two to three dinners a week um and yeah, it's just an app that has completely nailed it. Goggin, who's who's the founder, um, is is just a really savvy founder and just found a problem. And there's obviously a lot of companies in this space, but yeah, yeah. for me, they kill it. I was on Twitter and I saw Goggin message Nate Desmond, uh, who's uh, was in the previous cohort at, at Tradecraft, and there's no context around it. But Goggin's message was something along the lines of "I'm coming for you in ten minutes," <laughs> and I was like. What? What is? So I messaged him like, "What are you talking about, Gagan? What are you coming for, Nate? What does that mean?" He's like, "Oh, I'm delivering." Like Gagan himself was delivering uh, for Sprig. When was this? Pretty, yeah. This was only last week. Really? I think. Yeah. I, so he must still go out on deliveries to yeah. just sort of every once in a while. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. But when he sees a friend's name, he wants to like surprise. Probably. Them. Yeah. 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 That's fun. <gasps> and they don't they give little uh, chocolates or something. There's little light touches like that that Sprig and other companies do that just make that experience more delightful yeah i think that they um yeah they just do it they do all the little pieces really well um i've actually tried many of the food buying apps and i haven't even gotten through the like onboarding and i certainly haven't been activated as a user like i've downloaded mm -hmm. zesty um i've actually used doordash before doordash is is a buddy of mine evan's company um and they just raised 17 or announced a 17 million dollar um fundraising mm. today i think but they don't do um, they don't make their own meals no right? yeah so it's yeah. different um so from my end as a consumer it's funny how people segment things sometimes it's like they're segmenting from the business perspective and then from the user perspective like yeah i could give a shit if you make it or somebody else makes or whatever like if it's food coming to my door i put you all together as competitors which i actually will put soylent in in the the competition stream um soon my uh, friend and i just ordered it and it will be here supposedly have in eight you tried weeks it yet? i have not tried it i yet. tried the organic competitor and i was like i'm gonna spend a week on this because everyone did that with soylent and then mm -hmm. this one came out that was just whole oats and whole products and i'm like i'm gonna do it i lasted not even one meal i had one <laughs> meal and i couldn't get through it it didn't help mm. that everyone around me was just horrified did it just taste bad look. <sighs> so i didn't have an official blender and i couldn't super blend it and so there was a lot of grit left in it okay. and then it sits in the when glass. you say you didn't have an official blender <laughs> does that mean you had a bowl 
<laughs> I, I didn't have like an official, you know, like, I mean, I didn't have, you know. I had a knife that I whipped in a whipping manner that I felt like would have done the trick, <laughs> yeah. but it did not. It works for cookies, but apparently not. You know. So I've, I've heard Soylent mm. is, um, tastes kind of like pancake batter. I haven't tried it. Yeah, that's a good, it's mm. oatmeal-y and mm-hmm. thick and, th- and this one wasn't Soylent, it's Ambernite, which is the organic competitor and it's mm. like the ingredients are way less terrifying than when you look at Soylent's ingredients. Mm. And it was kind of like thick oatmeal that isn't cooked. And it wouldn't have been too bad, except after you left it for a while, all the silt settled to the bottom and the water went to the top. And it was just thick sludge. And then there were bits of grain that didn't dissolve because I didn't have a blender. And yeah, I didn't didn't last. I just... I failed journalism. I find myself... So I'm not a maker, but I have gotten better. I think maybe on, on the more entrepreneurial side, like when I have... The other thing is, I think this is a total um, assumption, and I'm sure it's wrong and probably offensive. Um, but <laughs> I, I feel like I'm very easygoing, and so, so the world as it exists today, there are certainly many things that I would like to see changed and improve. But I don't know that I have that same visceral sense of like changing it at the detailed level. Um, and so, but anyways, I've started to keep, I've, I've started to hone that instinct a little bit more and, and sort of think or write down places where I encounter something where I wish some product would solve a problem for me. Mm-hmm. And lately it's really been, um, around food stuff. Like I just, it, I'll have back to back meetings like all day and I'll look for like this little wedge to drive lunch into, which sounds horrible. And, um, <laughs> And then when you try and balance it with like relatively healthy and relatively cost efficient, and I mean, I don't even know if cost is really like a driving factor, but there's not that many solutions. And so Sprig has been one of them, but then it kind of, you know, there is both like the, the just embarrassment that Goggin's going to see my credit card on there like 10 times in a week, you know, and <laughs> be like, dude, it. you have a problem. You're his biggest fan. It's um, like the yeah. fact that every entrepreneur that I interviews, it doesn't matter like at what stage knows who Ryan is because he's like, oh, Ryan was my third customer. I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> they like it. Yeah, so I've never tried Sprig yet. You haven't tried no. Sprig? What and the fuck? You've I tried know. everything. I know, I know. It's weird. Well, so I always have a stocked fridge and I use Instacart and it's, oh, I always have food there and I try, try to eat at home because it's a lot cheaper. And Sprig is like 12 bucks, so it's kind of, it's, yeah. it's probably yeah. twice as much as I'm paying at home. So I love the idea. I love how fast it is. Like 10 minutes, 15 minutes is yeah. remarkable. I think it's really around like, you know, I might have false sense of how successful the company will be just because I think I might be like the perfect demographic. Yeah. I don't know because I, it's so funny you brought it up because I think when, of all the products that have made me most excited in my time being a reporter, Sprig would be it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've That's written, a high endorsement. Yeah. I've written, um, I'm, but I'm Italian, so I love food, so I'm totally <laughs> biased, but I've written a ton about the food space and all their competitors and Sprig. And I remember when I interviewed, I always up his name Goggin Goggin when I interviewed Goggin I'm like Gagon and (laughs) his investor from uh, Greylock was like that's not how you say it Um, the first time he said you know the reason that I think we're gonna work out and maybe our competitors won't is because part of the reason is you hit a button and it arrives you don't have to pre-order and a lot of their competitors you do so Muncher you do there's a company called Scheffler which is already shut down which made me so sad because that was the first company that introduced me to the space those you have to pre-order and Sprig you don't. And I laughed at him and said, I just don't think that's enough of a differentiator and you're late to this space and Muntry's been here for a year. And then to this day, um, 
Sprig and Spoon Rocker are the only two that I've tried, even though I've covered the space extensively and written about all the news in the space. Um, and Sprig I loved, and then Spoon mm -hmm. Rocket I've hated. And I got the chance to interview the founder, the co-founder, for the first time mm. a week or two ago because they announced their funding round. And getting on the phone with the founder whose company you've like totally tried and dissed, hated, yeah. like publicly is, you know, is always kind of... So what's wrong with Spoon Rocket? Or what's the so difference? So the for problem you? for me was it initially was $6 and that included the cost of delivery but not tip. Yeah. But the food was greasy pasta and it was heavy and it was mm. just not fresh. It wasn't light. You didn't feel okay after you ate it. And if I'm going to eat food that doesn't make me feel okay after I eat it, I'm just going to go get a burrito. So then they yeah. raised the price to $8 and everyone on Yelp started agreeing with me because there's a huge difference between 6 and 8 For 6 they're like, all right, I'll eat something shitty. Yeah. For 8 People don't want to. Yeah. Um, so what was interesting is I thought he would deny all that when we hopped on the phone and say, well, you don't understand or you're not our target demographic. And he actually said, no, we fired the chef because he wasn't executing. And so mm. we hired a new chef and hopefully the quality is going to get a lot better. So to me, like Munchery is the farthest in the lead because, you know, I guess just from a business perspective, they've been around the longest. They're in, they've moved already to Seattle. They have the biggest war chest of venture capital. But I feel like Sprig and Spoon Rocket, with their two or three choices and the fact that it shows up so quickly, kind of have the uberification of food, yep. you know. And so I don't think you're the only one. Like, I think this space yeah. is really exciting. The question comes down to margins. Like, I don't know how they could be making money on these meals. Yeah. Like, $12 is a little expensive, but at the same time, if I buy dinner out in San Francisco, even yeah. at a not-a-sit-down place, it still ends up being 11 or $12. And they're like, they have delivery people, they have, you know. Yeah, I well, and it's some fundamental, yeah, so I agree with you. There's like all types of margin questions and whatever. Um, which I guess is not really product. Which is not product. <laughs> but Sorry, I think, yeah, but I, no, I know, Carmel and I will have a, a separate show. Of, like, <laughs> it's okay, I can edit all this out anyway. <laughs> and just go right to I don't even need your permission. I think, <laughs> that the, I think that the interesting thing, like from a product perspective, so I did. I did want to try and be balanced, and so I, I like I've tried to use Munchery two or three times, and I, I've literally never been able to get to the end where I ordered something. Because one, if I had forethought, I would fucking cook food at home and bring it in. Like like yeah. that's just not the type of life I'm leading at the moment. So like the 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 planning ahead, I think it could work for like a family demographic or something. I think Blue Apron is interesting. A friend just signed me up for that. I haven't redeemed my code yet. Um, but Sprig, I think that he really constrained choice, like from a product perspective, they really constrained choices. And he and I talked a bunch at the early, in the very, very early days of the, of the product when it was just a, like an email list and an Eventbrite, like you'd sign up on Eventbrite for a meal. And, um, there's many times that he could have introduced more complexity. Like I'm lactose intolerant. Um, so you know, the idea of not being able to substitute and all that kind of, they've just made a lot of really savvy choices around keeping it a really simple product. And that is just like the hook for me. I'm just going to cook at home. It's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Instacart, you get yeah, to keep plugging in. I'm to be honest. Well, of all the products you've tried before I have, the one that's my favorite, you haven't even attempted. You no, know, my food habits are very predictable. And uh, anyway, I'm a very habitual person in many ways. And one of them is what I eat. So I just fill up my fridge with spinach and yogurt. Anyway, that's a whole other yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure Ryan's got some weird, like, beneath the I, charming yeah. exterior, I'm sure it's just a bunch of fucking weird. I'm just weird. a weirdo, yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of weird. So. Carmel, what, what products do you I have actually, in here? I'm excited about what you're going to talk about because okay. I want to hear your, your perspective of the product. Yeah, okay. So, 
I texted Ryan in advance, and he knew the first one I thought of. And then I came up with a whole bunch of others, but I think we should just start with this go one with, and see where it takes the, us. Okay. So I downloaded Coffee Meets Bagel for the first time today. I'm, like, looking at you to see if you know, because Misha's married, <laughs> I think. Right? Yes, yeah. I'm married. Yeah. I thought you were looking at me because I'm, like, kind of partially sort of Asian, and <laughs> Coffee Meets Bagel has a reputation of being, like, Does very it? Asian-heavy. Yeah, because... I didn't know that. And I, I think it, it's just San Francisco. I think so. Experience. I think so. So the founders, I believe, are Asian women from yep. um, Harvard and Sisters. Stanford. Yeah. Actually, and um, I've just heard. So I've, I have many thoughts on this product, but I want to hear yours first. Okay, so I've known nothing of the backstory. Um, I just uh, let's see. I first heard about it months ago from Doug McMillan, who's a reporter at the Wall Street Journal, and he said, like, he was just telling me about this hilarious coffee meets bagel date he went on and he told me all about it and I was like nah you know I had just discovered Tinder because I was new to San Francisco and was like this is so exciting why would I be restricted to one oh, we gotta talk about Tinder after this too because Ugh. you, I'm sure you have I some can't thoughts. talk about coffee meets bagel without talking about Tinder <laughs> okay, I think okay, um, and so I've been on Tinder for like not that long maybe four months I'm definitely a late adopter and I have reached a point where I don't understand the point. Unless it's like a game, but it's a game without points that you could never win. Like, I don't really get it. Because <laughs> I get, I was off Tinder for a really long time, for a little while. And then I got back on it. And what ends up happening as a woman, especially in San Francisco, which, you know, it's a little weighted in our favor. Um, they just match you with all the guys that have said yes, if you haven't been on it for a while. So every mm-hmm. single time that I swipe right, I get matched with the guy. And so I'll just, you know, I'll end up swiping right, you know, on the right, on the right dudes for days. And none of them message me. And if I message them, I don't hear back. And if I do hear back, we just chat back and forth, and then they never ask me on a date. And if they have yeah. asked me on a date, I say yes, and then they never follow up. And so I have reached a point where I'm like, I do not understand the point of Tinder, and I'm caving, and I don't know why this morning it came up. Maybe because Coffee Meets Bagel just had, like, an update, and I had read news, yeah. and it reminded me that it existed. But I downloaded it, and it was super frustrating to just get one person, and, like, you can't swipe right Scarcity. or Scarcity. Scarcity. Yeah. And it's so like, describe, describe how it works, because it's a lot different than most dating sites. So for those of you who don't know, um, it matches you with one person a day. At, like, noon each day. Okay, noon each day. I didn't yeah. know that. I don't yeah. know what time I downloaded. You'll get a push notification tomorrow at 1230-ish. Okay. Yep. Look forward to it. I am kind of well so that's the thing right it's like it's the opposite of tinder in that because it's scarce resources you get excited about it and you spend more time thinking about each person and it forces you to not swipe right or swipe left and to realize that if you say no to this person it's 24 hours before you get another match and like and you just end up caring more um which I think is a really intriguing social experiment especially compared to tinder because Mm -hmm. it's a similar layout like they're both mobile apps they look kind of similar um coffee meets bagel there's a little more information with their profile and that kind of thing um and so the person i got i haven't chosen yet it was like a jewish lawyer in one picture he's posing in front of this company name like maybe he works for that company (laughs) and like initially i was like no but then i realized can we can we take a look yeah uh hold on let me grab my phone okay while she's grabbing your phone i want to say um Married people are obsessed with dating apps, and I, I say that confidently. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Just the mechanic. Like if you're into technology and there are dating apps, you're obsessed with them because you can't download them yourself. It's like the because it fruit. Pu- well because it pulls from <laughs> like you're you're interested in the mechanic both from like a technology perspective and just because like a I don't know like dating like when you're when you're married you are 
surround or if if you're married and you have single friends it's just sort of like this other world where you're like oh i kind of remember that but it was so different like when i was in that world and so you you're interested in it but you can't download it on your phone because like the first thing it's going to do is like pull all your facebook contacts and be like i'm on tinder you know (laughs) yeah and so like you can't do that so my wife and i are always like whenever we find friends like who are on coffee mates bagel or tinder we're like oh can we just like check it out (laughs) um So that's the first thing I'll say. That's and hilarious. then, um, but the other thing I think... For the record, though, I have come across many married couples on Tinder that are advertising that they want a third partner. So you could. It uh, just have to be, you know, yeah, there's yeah, another app for that. I forgot the name and of it. Fish? I like that Ryan no, knows them. No, there, there was an app on Product Hunt for threesomes. No joke. I'll pull it up later. You've tried that. No. <laughs> I feel like this is Swear. the... I feel like somehow that this Product Hunt radio number eight is the adult... Like, well, you brought like up the I've Maker's said, Mark. The Maker's so. Mark came out. This like, is how Product Hunt Radio should always be. I think we're just classing some, it up. Let's yeah. be Class it up. Do you want? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm curious to see what the, the like, woman's perspective guy. is here. Oh, because God. I, Don't say so, his name. Let's not expose yeah, the poor man. We're, we're not going to sh- show pictures, but I've been on Coffee and Spago for a year, maybe a year and a half or something, and I think I've talked to one woman, one, and... And you're and you get a match. Do you check the match every day? I, I don't. So probably one for every twenty to thirty women. Do I say yes? So I just, I don't know. I just don't say yes very often. So I got connected once, and this was back before their recent update. When this is a really interesting product kind of thing. I think what happens when you get matched, uh, at least previously, is you get a text message. You wouldn't get an in-app message like you would on Tinder or other apps. But you would actually get a text message from that person, and it would it would not be directly from that person, but through a, a another number, a separate number, to protect privacy. And what's fascinating about that is that you read pretty much every text message. Like a text message has 100% open rate, effectively. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done is connected you with this other person that you're going to connect with. And even though it's not inside the app, it actually works really well. And in the recent update, but they you changed didn't, it. Like women would text you, and you just would not respond. No, no. So I just would not say yes. It's you so, just said yes oh, okay. so it's infrequently. Only, uh, yeah, as exactly. To, yeah. So like Tinder, you have to say yes, and the other person has to say yes. And since it's one, I'm not saying yes very often. And two, it's one match a day. I literally have only been connected once. So um, in a year. In a year. Suppressive. Yeah. Okay. Well, but at the same time, same time, I enjoy it. I don't know. It takes 30 seconds. Because you get to reject to women all year I know. Long. It makes me feel super special. It's important. like the opposite yeah. of life. Yeah. Is, <laughs> the opposite of San Francisco male experience. Yeah, basically. maybe. I don't know. I don't get that rejection feeling as much, you know? It's only once a day, maybe. Um, but I, it's interesting. I like it because of the scarcity. And I could be wrong, but I think... I think the other person sees your profile on the same day. I could be wrong. I read this online because I was, oh, I was reading like the updates, the the news about it. And um, yeah, no one knows. And no one has apparently reached out. Journalists failing on their part to the Coffee Me Bagel founders be like, how the fuck does this work? I'll find out and edit this episode with like some sort of blurb right now. Like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I've heard of an interesting mechanic. So I I have a close friend. um, He's on Coffee Meets Bagel. And he's pretty much the perfect, like, guy. The perfect bagel? He, he's pretty much the perfect bagel. Um, <laughs> Is the guy the bagel? Well, I don't know. So, act, yeah. God, that's... At some point... And I also have another inappropriate comment that we'll take <laughs> offline, but remind me, because it's good, um, about Coffee Meets Bagel. Uh, no, you can just... I'll just edit it out. I mean, well, he won't. Uh, okay, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> anyways. 
So anyway, so my friend is really well suited to be like a single bachelor. For um, some reason, I think I might know who you're talking about. Is it this friend? <laughs> it's not. It's not Ryan. Um, no, and it's not that guy either. Um, okay. Though, yeah, he would be too. So no, this guy is kind of weird. Yeah. Sorry. So he is. So he's he's like a handsome guy. He's not like super tall or super short. He's just like a non-threateningly handsome guy. He's getting a PhD in psychology at Stanford, but before that, he was an investment banker with Goldman Sachs. So he's like a reformed investment banker with a soft um, side. With a soft side, <laughs> and he's like super. Yeah, he's like very. Um, he's just like a great guy. He likes and to have fun. It's like he likes walks on the beach. I feel like there's like another he, shoe he plays. that he needs to drop. <laughs> no, nah, he's just he's just like he he's a very compelling coffee meets bagel candidate, and so he basically that's <laughs> that, that is not him. So. Okay, so what happens is he basically always gets he always gets said yes to yeah. like he he always gets yes, and so what he said is and and this is just like an internal theory which when you go talk to the coffee meets bagel people and validate our theories about how their app works, he says that basically he thinks that there's some sort of internal like ranking algorithm algorithm Mm -hmm. that if you like let's say that you drop into the system and they're just like we're not going to try and figure anything out everyone's a five and it's a one to five it's one to ten scale and then it's sort of like the gmat or something that like if you get a harder question it gives you a harder question Mm -hmm. like he gets more and more attractive people because he keeps saying no because no no it's because people keep saying yes to him so he thinks he keeps getting bumped up so at this point he's like every like he's like every day I get like a beautiful girl who's like gone to an amazing school who's doing something super interesting like kicking out he's like this is like the craziest most like useful thing I've ever been part of like he's like it's fucking insane and because he's just like a 10 in their system and so they just keep feeding him 10s and um so so anyways yeah and so but he has not met and fallen in love with anyone um, I don't think he's met and fallen in love with anyone yet. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so in some ways, it depends on what you define as the goal of the product. Is um, he like Ryan, where he has said yes to one woman in 365 days? <laughs> I don't know. I actually, while we continue this conversation, text and, him. yeah, I'm going to text him. All right, and I'm going to okay, ask him. Okay, while you do that, what do you guys think? Have you, you haven't said yes or no, have you? I haven't said yes or no. My okay. initial thoughts yeah. was no, and then I swiped, and then I realized I only get one a day, and it's like, well. So you have a picture of him playing the guitar behind. Yeah, the thing. I think like, yes. I think yes. Yes. <laughs> I think Ryan said I think, no. I think, I think the musician here has a, a we slight. We need consensus. You yeah. have to. You have to iterate, and you have that to learn. That wasn't a real guitar, was it? Yeah. That is definitely a blow-up guitar. And it's also, true. I get really annoyed when dudes don't. Um, when they only post like one picture of what they look like, and then the rest are sort of like. And this shows my personality because, not you know, yeah. to be sexist, but I feel like guys just assume like girls gotta show exactly what they look like but like i'm gonna show her that like i know how to play air guitar and a blow-up guitar behind my back it's like actually i kind of want to see what you look like and i, only I feel like there's no there's enough con like this is so again another problem with podcasts with right. with radio as a format Do you describe without yeah, he's just like yeah away. he's just like a decent looking dude he's smiling so so people who smile Smiles in pictures again. live longer and <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's not no joke they did an analysis of baseball players you'd be terrible on a dating app if your decision of whether or not to date someone is like because they smile smiling in their profile picture so well, it just means they'll probably be more pleasant um oh and i just got a tinder message look at that oh how convenient <laughs> actually open it up shall we yeah all right let's see read it out loud this could end badly you want to share with the class, Carmel? I'll be honest. The <laughs> Tinder messages I've received have not ranked highly in terms of intelligence. 
Which is fine. I'm sure I probably don't come across that smart on Tinder either. So a buddy of mine, uh, Tyler Hayes, who I'm sure he'll be listening at one point. I'll tweet this at him. He, uh, he plays the emoji game. Do you get the emojis he, often? He only sends you emojis? His strategy is emojis. And then if they, like, don't understand it, then just, he's like, he just... Just keep going with emojis and don't try and be, like, like sophisticated. that would be your game. You're the emoji guy. Emojis are growing on me. Like, yeah. M- emojis are growing on you mm. or emojis are you? Because I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I think... Hey, I, don't I, you know, emojis are the future of communication. That depresses me, yeah. but okay. <laughs> well, so, so I had a, I had a thought... As I was as I was driving in this morning, because Ryan had told me Ryan had kindly extended the invitation for me to to join this product hunt radio hour. And as I was driving in, it's supposed to be thirty minutes, but we're just running. <laughs> we are the going clock. whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just going to speed it up two x. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that that'll work. Um, so, but anyways, one of the things I was thinking about as I was driving up was like Ryan loves um, social communication tools, and I've downloaded a bunch of them and played with them and. I always, in the end, like, Ryan is the only person I use it with. So, like, Context or Snapchat or there's a few others that have already faded from memory because they were so not impactful for me. And one of the things I realized is, like, I grew up here and uh, in the Silicon Valley and, like, a untold <laughs> truth is that no one who grew up here or very few people who grew up here are actually in tech. Um, so none of my friends are in tech. Like all my best friends from high school are people that I see all the time, um, but are what not are in technology. Do? They. So all my friends from college, which was Berkeley before tech got hip, like they're like mid-level tech positions. Like they're all developers at places. None mm. of them are founders. So my friends from co- from high school. These are all guys from high school. So. Um, one of them is like a real estate agent. One of them runs a gym. Um, one of them like pours uh, has a like wine like wine small winery mm. and pours for wineries. Um, one of them is a like works in construction. Like they're just not. They're like in the regular economy. And because of that, like because my social circle aren't people who geek out on product. Like I do have a social circle of people mm-hmm. who geek out on products, but they're not people that I communicate with at that level. And so all of these new tools just aren't that meaningful. Like yeah. ultimately, it depends on who's who's on the service with you. you yeah, exactly. Because context is a great example. Like I, Ryan, I think you also introduced me to context, right? Maybe. I don't think yeah. I came across it. I think you were like, check this out, and so. then I didn't forever, and then you like hounded me, and then I finally did. And like I and then you talked to Ben. You didn't you do an article? I did ben? an article yeah, because right. because I totally fell in love with context. Which for those of you who don't know, it's basically like texting but with pictures but not ephemeral. So it's like if Snapchat was not ephemeral and like you didn't actually have to like write in the words whenever you ran out of text space. Yeah. Um, and it just stayed. And so I bring people onto that mm-hmm. app, but like only very intimate people. Like I brought on my parents and then yeah. like. Like, the guy that I was dating, and then, like, I have not used it, like, since then, but, like, you don't try to bring people on. So, I think that the bringing people on to apps is an interesting concept, which I think somebody talked about the other day with, or uh, an old Product Hunt Radio Hour, which, I'm see how I'm pushing the, the old Product Radio (laughs) 90 Minute, um, and just normalizing what we're doing here um so somebody had on that episode talked about how they like really hardcore like recruited people to join this so i actually was part of this the other tap talk yeah tap talk tap talk yep um so i just experienced this two weekends ago um i was at my 10-year college reunion and uh i was with a bunch of friends 
And th this was actually, they're not particularly tech savvy, but they're like, dude, you have to get Voxer. And I was like, well, I already have Voxer on my phone, but I never use it. I don't think I'd even onboarded to it. And for the weekend, it was fucking amazing. And it made me think that for any wedding or anything else that I go to, I will get all my friends on Voxer and we'll have this like crazy weekend of like, you know, megaphoning each other and, and sending videos and text messages. Um, I don't, I have no clue what the intended use of the product is, but to me it seemed perfect for mm -hmm. that use case. And that was the first time I thought like that plus this conversation that, um, that they had had about tap talk made me yeah. think about recruiting people on. Um, but it's not like a, it's not natural. It's not Sometimes like a you only need a few people me. on it. So, so yesterday we had product hunt happy hour and uh, friend. I'm Bre sorry and sad that I, I know. I know. But I, I almost disinvited you too. More today's. important, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I know. Otherwise, I would have been there. I would have canceled. <laughs> I know. I know. So Brendan uh, Mulligan, he. Wait, you weren't there. I was there. You were there. Oh, we didn't okay. chat at all, though. I'm like, why aren't you yeah. feeling guilty? Because <laughs> he was there. Fine. So I figured, so Brennan yesterday launched Cluster 2.0, like the big update of their, uh, how do you describe it? It's like private group photo sharing, uh, basically. So mm -hmm. you invite maybe your family or some close friends, and it's a board of photos that you can share with one another. So I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. Perfect. So Timely. you invited me to? Yeah. And I keep you... getting like re-notifications that are like, Ryan's inviting you. I'm like, I thought I hit yes. <laughs> you did, did you join? I thought I hit You're yes. You're missing out on so many cool photos. Where's my phone? Mm -hmm. um, so... I figured, okay, this would be fun. We'll invite everyone that's going to the happy hour and we'll share photos of the event together. And uh, it's just a kind of a fun way to, well, again, it's more for close kind of private communication, more so than like a group, like product and happy hour last night. But if you get your family on a service like this, like message me is something I'm using with my family and have been for a year plus maybe. And we have a group and we use it every day to communicate and occasionally doodle. And for some reason, my mom likes to doodle like cigarettes on people's faces. It's like her thing. She doesn't smoke or anything. It's weird. Um, that's on Message Me? That message Me, yeah. where I thought you were really into emoticons. But I wouldn't see Every, those messages. No, I, I do emojis everywhere. Emojis on Snapchat, emojis on Twitter. Okay. Emojis on the web. You're the emoticon email. guy in my head, so you <laughs> branded yourself. Is that it? It's a middle name. Um, cool. We, I just realized we're... How far into this are we? We're pretty far. Yeah, there's a lot we of should, there's a lot yeah. of fat to trim. Yeah, yeah. there's a yeah. lot of. Ryan, we we'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> yeah, to you're our gonna, sultry voices. Know, yeah, there's a lot of fat to trim. It's gonna be so hard. So many witty jokes. I know. So, so hey, much. wait. So we got to end this with Tinder. So what did this guy just say? He just sent you a message, right? Yeah, and then I opened. Maybe this is my problem. I opened Tinder and the, oh no, here it is. <laughs> Hey, Carmel, what are you up to this weekend? Let's go on a blind date. I bet I say yes, and I bet that he disappears forever. Just a prediction. Mm, mm. But yeah, that okay. is my current Tinder message waiting so, for me. Out of nowhere, it's apparently someone that I was messaging with okay. May 1st, so weeks ago. So you wow. can cut and paste the order of this so that you can end on the <laughs> Tinder bang. Yes. And I'm giving Ryan way more. I know that he is just going to take whatever's here, chop it to 50 whatever minutes, and press publish. <laughs> right. um, We're not over 50. Almost. All right. So what I was going to say is um, I wanted to put a quick plug or, or make a product observation about Coffee Me, um, which is, yes. so Coffee Me is, it's a confusing name because it's actually more like Tinder than Coffee Meets Bagel, but for professional Wait, networking. Wait, this is a third... Well, so this is, is this for that professional guy that I met networking. That one time we went to that one thing. Yes. And he's really nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Sugen. founder Sugen. Sugen is fucking amazing. Like, amazing guy. Um, he sold decide.com. 
super weird situation that I've never gotten to the bottom of and never really tried that, you know, him and his co-founder, Brian Ma, were both in the machine learning, artificial intelligence, like recommendation engine for um, consumers. Uh, that was decide.com, sold to eBay. Then they both started companies that were competing, which if it was in another decision algorithm recommendation I, they pricing They started the thing, same company. They started the same company or a similar, Separately. Well, di- similar company. Different, but similar space. In a similar space. Yeah. So so Brian's company is Weave. Um, I've not used Weave. It's on my phone. I also have not onboarded to it. <laughs> How many apps do you download? Is it out of guilt or like, what is that? No, so I download. So, I mean, that's an interesting question. Like I download it because at the time there's something tantalizing. And then the onboard is just like, oh, like I'm not ready to devote yeah. like mindshare to like right. getting into this thing. Right. And then like that moment has passed. So that's well, why... Then the download process itself, like if you're not on Wi-Fi, it's 30 to two minutes, like 30 seconds to two minutes. Mm. That's a lot of friction. That's so long. That, it's a long time. We so were, we were I could send about... four emoticons, one context, two Snapchats, and make a Mindy all in 30 seconds. I don't have time to wait time for this goddamn thing to down... I mean, up to two minutes, Carmel. It's kind of amazing. It's... Like how your values change with Silicon Valley. Like some, my yes. sister was like, "I found this app and it helps you hang out with your friends in person. It's amazing." And I looked at it and like I downloaded it and I was like, "It was like meetup." I was like, "It was yeah. hang local." And I was like, "What the fuck is this <laughs> shitty design?" Like my design standards are off the charts. This is skeuomorphic. Like, We're at flat design now. This is totally I don't even know six what, months this ago. Is like the nineties. That's the, that's a problem. So honestly, that's a kind of a problem because. I was talking to a friend uh, recently about this, and when you go to Blockbuster, you know, back in the day when you rented a video or a video game, you would go there and you would hunt for that video that you'd watch, that movie you'd watch that night, and you'd find it, and that'd be like that special video, and you'd watch the whole thing, no matter how bad it was, because you spent all the time to go and get yeah, it. Yeah, you're totally locked now, in. Now, on Netflix, I have too many options. I usually watch <laughs> 10 minutes. That's and while Tinder. I'm, well, yeah, but then... Every part of our lives. <laughs> and while I'm watching it, I'm usually over. on my phone, like, sending a emojis to people anyway so it's i don't know there, there needs to be going back to coffee meets bagel the scarcity of and the work well and still and, makes you and, say no 364 yeah. days yeah. of the year so. but i still use it i still use it yeah i mean so i'm gonna interject one more thought about coffee me we can cut it and then i'm gonna wrap it all back around so it's a neat little package if you do the editing right, right. um so the coffee me thing is that you know you tinder but i have the exact same thing I will, I'm very, like, relatively judicious in terms of, like, I don't actually want to really meet with anyone because um, i got enough stuff going on, but every once in a while I'll see someone that's kind of interesting and I'll do it, and then they'll match back, and then we never meet. Yeah. Because yep. it's like, it's like, yes, in theory, like, the fact that you are a product manager at Dropbox, and that could be interesting for students at Tradecraft to, like, meet you or whatever. Like, in theory, that is interesting. And then when you put back that you're interested in meeting me, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh God, now I have to like think of actually like scheduling a time. Like that whole thing is just overwhelming. So it ends up being a star in my inbox. And then like after two weeks, I do my sweep and then I just unstar everything because like I, you know, I declare bankruptcy or whatever. And um, the technology builds the culture. And so like, like I'm way more likely to say yes to this guy who like, I was a little annoyed at his three photos than I would be on Tinder. Like, on Tinder, I'd be like, no. The technology does build the culture. Yeah. And, like, Tinder has somehow managed to build itself out of being a dating app and, like, into just being a thing where you look at pretty faces. Yeah. Unless I go on this blind date with this guy, in which case, I'd take it all back. (laughs) Yeah. You have to report back on the next podcast. I will report back. Yeah. Yeah, You can just (laughs) read my text to you about how it went. 
right. and the wraparound thought on the like simplified products is you know i think sprig i'm not sure that we said the coffee meets bigger coffee meets bagel beats tinder but if it does like sprig same thing it's just like give me less choice let my simple like animal brain that has like evolved very quickly into this very confusing world have like fewer choices um and then they will probably be more meaningful than giving me this like cornucopia which just overwhelms me totally i could go in a, a rant about about yelp but i'm gonna cut it i'm gonna cut it there <laughs> So anything you guys want to plug? Yelp, Ryan is waiting for you. You're going down next week. I love Yelp. It's just too many options. Uh, Anyway, you're going to get me started. Foursquare is better. I love Yelp. Yelp I am the latest adopter to Foursquare. Not to get into a whole other discussion, but four years or whatever into Foursquare's founding, I'm like, shit, this is better than (laughs) Yelp. Why didn't they market themselves like that? Yeah. I really yeah, like the idea of us just talking till like 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. the same. The no one is listening. The cleaning guy's going to be in here in a minute. Yeah. Just like, all right. Uh, cool. So anything at Tradecraft you want to mention? Oh. Um, you didn't even tell, tell the... Promotes? Yeah, yeah, Tradecraft. Tradecraft is awesome. Uh, it is, you could think of it like an accelerator for individuals. Um, or you could think about Slap it yourself like... yourself in the face. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. We need to work on your pitch, okay. Misha. I love your company. Okay. You, you could think about it like <laughs> Hack Reactor for traction professionals. And you're like, traction? What does that mean? Uh, it's not non-technical. It's traction. Because they're people who understand users and help you make good decisions. Can I pitch what I think of you guys as, even though you've never let me do a story on you? Yes. Go okay. Ahead. I think of it as like general assembly for like all the skills that are not necessarily technical. So if you want to learn how to like run the business, manage the product, do the design, anything that's like not necessarily coding, that's Tradecraft. Yes. I might be wrong because I've never ish. done a story on it. Yes, so. that's kind <laughs> of it. Because Misha hates me. <laughs> uh, I know so. it was really hard to get you guys together in the same room. Yeah, yeah. Misha I'm, basically was like, was like, you should write about Tradecraft, and then I will disappear, never let you write about us forever. <laughs> So, <laughs> kind of true. Uh, so, anyways, yes, Tradecraft. Um, we're always looking for talented people. Um, so, come to tradecraft.com and figure out what we do. Ish, you'll only kind of be able to figure it out from the website. But then, tradecrafted.com. Trade, trade, well, tradecraft or tradecraft. Did we get the dot com? Did yeah, tradecraft. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so that, and then also, I run a sports league, and it's all full in SF. But I think we have like one or two spots left in Palo Alto. So, if you happen to hear this. By the time this gets posted, the league will have already started. But next year, you should compete in our sports league. It's called Silicon Valley Sports League. Do you have dodgeball? We do not have dodgeball. I'll tell you that the insurance premiums associated (laughs) with dodgeball are fucking heavy. Really? Yeah. Damn. Carmel, what do you (laughs) want to plug? I love that you have to insure the Silicon Valley Sports League. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. I guess I should plug. I've never had to plug before. Pando.com. Yeah, normally, you know. It's kind of the job. Or like tearing them down in terrible ways so that I have to be on the phone with my editor (laughs) until 6.15 at night arguing with PR people. That's the goal, at least. Um, Yeah, Pando.com. We have a conference coming up in June. It's in Nashville. It's going to be awesome. Al Gore and Supermodels will be there. So So that's the only thing I would plug. For everyone else, if you listen to, maybe it was two or three podcasts ago, I was was in Memphis and I met some of the people that are uh, working with you guys on that. Yeah. So you have a sweet lineup. I get to go to Bonnaroo, which is pretty awesome. Ooh. We're bringing Bonnaroo Acts to the conference, which is like what? a little bit cool. What, what's bad. the date? Whenever is like four days before Bonnaroo. So mm. I think it's June 23rd. <laughs> okay. I'm not 100% sure. I should know that. That's not I too don't. far from now. Sorry. Nice. nice. <laughs> Sweet. This was fun. Thanks, guys.
Thanks I for think, having I us, Ryan. We, we, we made a new record. I'm going to have to cut some of this. We understand. But, Misha and I, if, in advance, forgive you for cutting all of our genius. If, if, if you don't cut at least 40% of this, <laughs> I yes. will be horrified. That's right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.